You're listening to the Over 50 Entrepreneur, the podcast that's dedicated to the business builders who are only getting started when most are winding down. This is the place to discover how to create more freedom from your business while growing the value of your business. Now here's your host, Rick Hadrava. Hey everybody, this is Rick Hadrava with another episode of the Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast. You know, um, I'm going to do something a little different today, and rather than have a guest, I thought I would just riff a little bit with you, so um, I hope that uh, you'll enjoy this and get something out of it, but it comes from just thinking through 2020 and uh, sparked by a lot of things, but actually was reading an article published by uh, Harvard Business Review lately where they talked about COVID fatigue, if you will. And I think um, everybody listening to this episode knows what I'm talking about. You know, when we started the year, um, we had the best of plans. We had lots of business opportunities in front of us and and things were really gaining momentum. And I'll never forget um, speaking to a group in Dallas, Texas in March. And it was the very beginning of this whole COVID crisis. And the the restaurants and hotels were already starting to um, have fewer and fewer guests. And we did that event and then we took off, my family and I took off for spring break and did not even make it to our destination before we went a different direction. And so that seems like a thousand years ago in the whole scheme of things. And here we are at the end of the year um, looking back and I don't know if it's COVID fatigue, if it's political fatigue, if it's just all the different stresses that have come out this year, all the needs to adjust and pivot. We've seen a number of small businesses actually have to close their doors, um, either because they were mandated or maybe a combination of mandates and, and business just not being there drying up. And, you know, I think my business partner and I have had many conversations over lunch about what's going on. And, you know, she made a comment that this really is an opportunity to see things in a different light. And it's almost like a revelation, if you will, things that we hadn't thought out before had thought of before, I should say, have really started to reveal themselves on a personal level and a business level. And so I thought it would just be interesting to take some time today to kind of go through some topics that are on my mind provide some tools and, and some some things that I think might help as we try to look into the next year, 2021. And, you know, I'm reminded that at the end of the day, 2021 is nothing more than turning the page uh, on a calendar. The reality is we're all still waking up with the same things that we've been dealing with in 2020. You know, but what we revealed to ourselves in 2020 is that we weren't prepared for some of these unforeseen events. You know, for business owners, that might have been cash flow issues. You know, we talk about profit around here and the concept of profit first. And the reality is many businesses, even ones with good revenues, solid seven-figure, eight-figure revenues, find themselves in trouble when the revenue slows down. Maybe it's staffing and training we didn't have the team members we needed and they or they weren't prepared for the kind of events that we've had to deal with. Or maybe we were overstaffed and we've had to deal with that. 
I think about customer needs and the fact that their issues have changed over this year and the needs have shifted somewhat. And some of us as business owners have had to adapt to those needs and some of us have refused to and and paid the price for it ultimately. I think about technology changes. I think about the social changes. I, I just think about all these things. And then I think about, you know, partnerships where there's been a death of a partner or a disability of a partner or just a a partner walking in the door one day and saying, I've had enough, I'm retiring. And what kind of impact this can have on small businesses. What might be even greater through all these things, I, I believe, is the fact that business owners are burnt out. When I talk to business owners, um, every day, which is something I do every day, I'm hearing more and more of burnout. And, you know, I go back to an article that Harvard Business actually put out in 2018, and it was a study that said that there was a lot of evidence that suggested that entrepreneurs are more at risk of burnout than the normal population because in no small part, they tend to be extremely passionate about their work, and they are also socially isolated They have a limited safety net for themselves typically, and they operate in highly uncertain environments. It's estimated that the cost of small business failure and bankruptcy in the U.S. comes in at around $300 billion a year from this type of burnout and and failure with small business. And so I thought it would be interesting as – you know, I'm getting emails. I know you, if you're a business owner or if you've been in the, you're getting emails or you've been in the the habit of this time of year of setting new goals for yourself. And, you know, we know when the new year comes around, we all set goals for, <laughs> we got to get rid of some of this COVID-15, as I like to call it. Um, so we need to get back into our health routines. Um, we, we set new goals for ourselves personally and professionally. And we're starting to see that type of activity happen again. And I thought it would be interesting just to review and share some thoughts on this um, because statistically we know that most of that planning never finds its way through the end of the calendar year, if you will. And when you have a year like 2020, you rip up the script um, pretty quick when things as dynamic as COVID uh, take center stage. And so, you know, I'm I'm thinking of a story recently where I was sent um, a text message from a business owner and it was random and he just reached out and said, you know, hey, thank you. You know, two years ago, we had double the employees, we had half the revenue, we had no profit, we were stressed out and we were stuck in the owner's trap. We were burned out. And he went on to tell me that those numbers today, the revenue numbers had doubled with half of the staff they had had before, but more importantly, they had profit, they had money in the bank, and maybe even more critical, I think probably more important, is for the first time in two years, he took a vacation with his family. He's got a small family and you know, they pay the price ultimately. Family, when, when you're married to an entrepreneur, sometimes that has a tendency to take a back seat. And he was extremely grateful just to have the community that we've had in the conversations. And, you know, I think, I think it's important as business owners that we think about giving ourselves time away from the business right now. 
And, you know, typically for most of us, this will be a slower time of year. But the biggest thing, you know, we're all about freedom in the work that we do. We know that companies that focus on freedom from the business owner perspective, and that is freedom of time and freedom financially, business owners that are successfully doing that not only have a healthier lifestyle, they, they have a healthier business, and that business is typically worth more money than their competition. You know, those that are stuck in that owner's trap where they have to do everything. They're dealing with employees every day. Um, they're, the customers are calling on them. Those are owner trap symptoms, and they're not healthy long-term. So, thought about this from a perspective. What can we gain from some time away from the business right now? And the reality is, it is time for a mental and physical health check. You know, having a week away from the phone, having a week where we're not engaged with the business um, is really a litmus test for, for you. It's, it's a litmus test for what's really important, where your priorities have aligned themselves with the different things that you're asked to do on a daily basis. But it gives you an opportunity to also see firsthand the strengths and the weaknesses that are in your business model and perhaps in your team. From a team perspective, it also gives your shining stars a chance to step up and to be leaders and to grow as leaders as they take the reins with you away from the business. But most importantly, this is about your mental health right now and your physical health. It's getting away from that burnout fatigue, which, which has big ramifications. And so, you know, as, as I thought about that a little bit more, I thought about the freedom formula, the thing that we focus on with clients. I thought about the work we do um, as value builder advisors and fix this next advisors. And, you know, some of the questions that come from that, I really want to just share with you today. Hope, hopefully, you'll take out a pen and a pad of paper. If you're driving, wait until you get somewhere where, where you can write this down safely. But, you know, the questions I want you to ask is, as you reflect back on this last quarter or maybe 2020 in general, what is it that went well? And I think that that's a critical question for this reason. It is easy to get negative. It is easy to feel overwhelmed. And the truth is, through, through all this year, there's something personally or professionally for each and every one of us that has worked out. And I think if we reflect first on what's going well, it just kind of helps put us in a better position to think um, from a positive perspective versus that rabbit hole of deep, you know, depression that we can get in. And we see that all the time. So I just want to ask you, you know, what is it that went well for you this last quarter uh, professionally or, or personally? What went well this year, 2020 for you? And then let's be honest. What is it that didn't work? It, and it doesn't have to be a big thing, but, but what is it that didn't work and how do you avoid doing that in the future? And, and I think it's a good question to, to give some thought and maybe ask your team about. The biggest question that I think as you're thinking through this is, what is it that you want to do more of? You know, in our vision exercise, we go through this question of what it is that you ultimately want as the leader of your organization, as the owner of your organization. 
And I've said time and time again that the data tells us that business owners are after freedom. It's why they're not working for somebody else. It's why you're not working for somebody else. You want to make your own shots. And what, what it drills down to is freedom is really a combination of time, having the time to do the things you want to do, but also having the financial resources to do those things. And for some of you, it's travel with the family, or it's a sabbatical, or it's writing a book, or it's mentoring other people, or it's a different business venture that you want to explore and, and see how that can launch, whatever the case may be. It may be that you simply want to run your business forever, but have less of a role in the day-to-day. Wanting what you want from that vision perspective is very important, but it's also important to figure out what that means as you move forward. Can you identify what it is that needs your attention over the next 90 days? What are those one to two to three things that you can create an objective around, that you can measure your progress as as you make those critical moves? How do you evaluate your progress? Because ultimately, you have to tweak these things along the way. And then how are you going to nurture it? How are you going to bring other expertise to the table, other people to the table who can help you and leverage you as you think through how to automate and delegate those things that you can and ultimately how to get rid of the things that no longer make sense for your business or you personally? And, and so I think in, in line with that, you also have to spend some time thinking about what is it that I need to avoid? And by the way, that could be a person or a thing. There are some people in our lives that need less of our attention than maybe we've been giving them. You know, maybe they're a drain on us emotionally, or maybe they're good people, but they're just not where you need to be spending your time. Who are you spending your time with? Who is your community? How are you gaining expertise and knowledge from these other people? You know, with, with Fix This Next, which is a great book by Mike Michalowicz, a friend of mine who also wrote Profit First, two books that I highly recommend that you grab and read if you haven't. But Mike talks about Fix This Next as identifying one of the core needs in any business. And so the, the question is, What is it that needs your attention the most as you try to seek greater freedom for yourself and your business? Is it sales that needs your attention? Is it profit? We found through 2020, way too many businesses with great sales have no profit. What that means is, is there money in the bank? Do you have the ability to weather a storm like we've had in 2020? where COVID basically shut the doors on many businesses for several, several, several weeks. What about order? This is all about process and that discipline and how business is done, how you're interacting with your customers, how we interact with our team members on our, on our teams. And, you know, what needs to happen in those three categories, sales, profit, and order. And it might be that, you know, none of those need your attention. Maybe you had a great year. Maybe, and I know there's a lot of businesses that are just killing it this year in 2020. Well, is it a legacy issue that you really want to focus on? Is it an impact issue that you want to focus on? Where is it that your time and attention can be best served so over the next 90 days, 
you can make the momentum that you need to get you through the rest of 2021, knowing that the calendar has only changed, the circumstances may or may not change, and we may have to adjust or pivot as we go through the rest of 2021. You know, I, I think about more, most importantly is how do we increase the freedom? Again, it's why we created the freedom formula. It's why we do the work that we do. When we give business owners the tools, when we give them the community to talk and, and create action plans to gain greater freedom for their businesses and themselves, we just see great results out of this. And if I had any kind of wish for you as you go into the next year, it's to think about how do you gain greater freedom for yourself as a business owner as you go through the year. I think some other considerations, you know, and, and I said this a little bit, but the, the one thing that I've taken over this last year, and I'll give you a little bit of background. You know, I started out 2020 with monthly workshops in Tulsa and Oklahoma City, actually two in Oklahoma City, and some one-on-one -on -one coaching work that we were doing. But I also own a wealth management, wealth management company uh, with my partner, and and that's something we've done for a very long time. As March came in and as things started to shut down and we weren't able to do the live meetings, the one-on-ones, you know, we did pivot and we were very fortunate. We actually grew our community and we did that a couple different ways. Yes, we use Zoom, which everybody knows about, and it is a great platform, but there are other great platforms as well. The platform doesn't really matter. It's the connection that we use. How do we communicate? And we took those live meetings, and we took them online in a different format. We actually added a free series of calls called the Freedom Series Calls, where we brought great guest speakers to the table. And we brought a community of entrepreneurs and we let them connect with one another, get to know each other, see each other, and share ideas on these calls. And, you know, we'll continue to do that because everybody was getting a lot out of that and, and the feedback is something that, that was incredible. We switched to a series of 13-week virtual masterminds and these were a smaller group. These were 12 business owners where we had accountability. We have a we had the objections, the objectives, excuse me, that, that we all wanted to get out of it, which was to focus on key drivers that would grow the value of our businesses while we focused on gaining more freedom. And not only did we have tools and exercises that we could work on individually, but we got to come together as a group and discuss these. We got to share some of the challenges that were going on. And we even, you know, we connected people on one-on-one, -on -one, so we would take people and introduce them to other business owners they didn't know, and that was really some of the most powerful results of, of what we did. None of that was intended at the beginning of 2020, but we saw that opportunity, and we were able to grow it. Very proud of the feedback that we've gotten from that. Um, it's let me know that we've touched on something, and I think that all goes to community. It has nothing to do with what we do. I like to joke that I'm just the facilitator. The truth is we build a community of like-minded entrepreneurs. We bring those expertise that each one of us has, our, in, our unique experiences, and the other expanding networks that we have. You know, if you've ever thought about six degrees of separation, 
we're all connected. And I'm constantly blown away by how small our community is. And by community, I mean the state. Um, whether I'm doing business in Stillwater or Norman or Tulsa or Oklahoma City, I'm always coming across people I know um, or they know and, and the connections. And it just reminds me that there's so many great people that are connected in the same circles, but bringing that community together. And I really believe that this is a great time to evaluate who we're spending time with. And again, I'm not saying you we, we need to cut ties with everybody. There might be people in our lives that are maybe toxic. Um, and I hate to go down that road, but the reality is there are some of those people in the world. We're never going to change them. And they just need a little less time and attention. But who is it that we want to hang out with? And I'm a big believer that I never want to be the smartest person in the room. And God forbid, if I ever am, we're in trouble. But I always seek out people that I want to get to know because of their success and their skills and their expertise. And I think that's something that as you go into the next year, um, we can do more of. It's uncomfortable sometimes, but great results come from getting yourself in uncomfortable situations. I'm constantly asked, for example, how do I get some of the guests that I get for the podcast? And it's simple. I put myself out there and I ask. And, you know, I get no a lot of times. And usually it's because they're not really sure what I'm after. And I just want to share their story with the community and and get to know them and, and do that work. And it's paid off in big dividends. So I challenge you to think about the things that you could do as a leader in your business as you seek out the things that you want in 2021, what could you do to get yourself uncomfortable? You know, I think about social media a lot through these years um, or through this year. And I got to be honest with you, I'm, if there's one fatigue in my life that's greater than COVID or the political situation or the diversity of opinion that we have in this country, um, it's social media and how negative and nasty that that platform has become regardless of which platform it is. And, you know, I just want to encourage everybody. I, for one, am committed to less social media as we move forward. I'm still going to post my podcast on there and I'm still going to post some good stories once in a while, but I'm not going to read through all the posts that are out there. It just seems like a useless waste of time. And it never, I have very seldom put myself in a better position because I've spent a half hour reading social media posts. But I will tell you what's put me in a good position. When I seek out people on social media that seem interesting to me, people that I think I can help or just want to learn more about, people that have an issue that they're, they're laying out there for the world to see, you know, wh- what can we do good in the world to help other people? And that's the great thing about entrepreneurs, I believe, is at the core of what we get up to do every day It's we want to be the solution for people that have problems and we want to help people. And I think social media, if we turn away around, excuse me, if we turn around and reverse engineer, maybe the way we come at social media, we can find it's an excellent way to reach out to people and to broaden our networks and make contact and have relationship, have conversations. Because I think at the end of the day, that's what is all about business is relationship. You know, if they trust you and they like you and they think you're doing something that can be beneficial to them, there's a good chance that you're going to make a connection. 
And maybe it's something that doesn't financially benefit us all the time, but in a way that seems to always come back around to us with some new opportunity. So I want to encourage you to think about how you're engaging social media. The other thing, somebody asked me a couple of weeks ago, and I thought it was an interesting question. It's something I've been pondering is, hey, Rick, how do you know what your blind spots are? And it's a really good question. And I, I would ask you, as you're thinking through, you know, if you're, if you're one of those people that's planning for the next year and you're thinking about what you've done and you want to do more next year, the question I have for you is, how do you know what your blind spots are? And, and what are those blind spots? Again, it's a great question that was asked by a friend of mine, and I think it makes a greater case for having a community of like-minded entrepreneurs around you. It takes courage to put yourself out there and ask your peer group, where are my blind spots? But the dividends that can come from that one simple question, if you allow yourself to be critiqued and, and get some feedback, could be invaluable. You know, the one thing that I will encourage people to think about is when you're in a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, people are going to bring their, their opinions and their, their expertise to the table. But it's really important that you think about a few things. First of all, we do want to listen to those that have experience. And we do want to really think about how that applies to what we do. But at the end of the day, as leaders, we have to engage and execute on what we need to have happen. And we can't sit back and wait for, for, for perfection. And this is something I see all the time, that all the ducks have to be in a row and they have to do things exactly the way they are. And I kind of look at it like, like cooking once in a while. I, you know, there's people that they've got to follow every recipe to the T. And then I'm always amazed with the chef that can just kind of wing it, you know, knowing what it takes. And sometimes I think business is that way. Yes, there are frameworks, and there are great people out there that can show you how to build great operating systems and how to build processes in your business and how to do all these valuable things, how to increase your sales and, and use these things. But also, at the end of the day, you have to commit to having the courage to execute on what it is you want to have happen and then come back and evaluate what you're doing to see how it works. I think about the military and the mantra that they used to use when something like this, shoot, move, and communicate. And I think about that often as, you know, the whole premise was take action, move forward, but communicate with your team, communicate with your partners, and get that feedback. What's working? What's not working? What needs our attention? What needs to be avoided as we move forward? So accountability, as I've talked about, I don't know where you get that accountability. Is it your business partner? Is it fellow entrepreneurs? Is it a coach? Is it a mentor? Whatever it is, do you have that person and how do you seek them out? You know, I'm, I'm kind of riffing today uh, on some things that have been in my mind, but I want to shift gears a little bit and just share some tools and some books that I've read this year that I think might be helpful for you if you haven't read them. You know, I talked about Profit First and Fix This Next from Mike Michalowicz. If you've never read The Go-Giver from Bob Berg, I highly recommend it. Um, Andrea Waltz, she's got a great book called Go for No, her and her husband uh, wrote. 
and and it's a classic type of book. And then there's a book by Morgan Housel. And Morgan, if you're listening, man, I can't wait to try to convince you to come on the show because you wrote a book called The Psychology of Money. And guys, I'm going to be honest with you, probably one of the top books I've read in 2020, and I have read a number of books this year. I wish I would have read this book 30 years ago. Probably would have made me a better advisor, might have made me a better business owner, um, but definitely a thought-provoking book and, and one that I highly encourage you to read. You know, there's a ton of podcasts out there to listen to. Um, I bring these things up because I'm constantly asked, you know, hey, where where do you spend your time? What do you listen to? But I try to couple that with people's attention. I know we're overwhelmed with emails today. I know we're overwhelmed with social media, as I've talked about. And, you know, we don't, I don't know if we're reading the books. I don't know if we're listening to the podcast. I don't know if we're having the phone calls that that we used to or we're part of groups. But I think people are fatigued in so many different ways. And I think the communication overload, I'm constantly asking, where is people's attention today? How do you get it? But I think these books are beneficial, and I want to encourage you to read them. Check out other podcasts. Check out our podcast if, if you haven't listened to them. We have some great guests. It's made up of business owners sharing their stories, and we've had some incredible ones along the way. You know, some tools. If you go to our website at epicsbiz.com, you can go to the homepage, scroll down that homepage, and you'll find the link to the Freedom Formula. It's a 20, 30-minute video where we kind of walk through the concepts of the Freedom Formula. Very thought-provoking as you're thinking about 2021. We have a Fix This Next assessment, and you can get that at epicsbiz.fixthisnext.com or go to our website and you'll see it under services. You can get your value builder assessment. If you want to take a snapshot of where your business is currently from a value standpoint, and if you want to see ways that you can create more value in your business, you know, we talk about sales and a a lot of times people think, well, the way to create more value for my business is to grow my sales. And that's, that's somewhat true, but the reality is we have a lot of businesses that make good revenue, but more importantly, they make solid profit and they are focused on the things that drive value in their business without them having to be in their business. And we do that by looking through the lens, quite frankly, of a buyer. I mean, what would it look like if you took a snapshot of your company to see how sellable it was today? And if you could know what it is that a buyer would be looking at if they were to size up your company, wouldn't you want to know that information? And that's something we're very proud to present. And you can check that out at my website, or you can email me at rick at epicsbiz, that's epicbiz.com, and just let me know that you'd like to receive the value builder assessment, and I will send you the link, and you could take that assessment. You know, another thing I would check out if you're into networking, if you believe like I do that building your network is the key to success as an entrepreneur I would check out Jordan Harbinger, and you can Google Jordan Harbinger. He's He's got a program called Six Minute Networking. You can probably Google Six Minute Networking. It is a fabulous step-by-step program for reconnecting with our networks and establishing bigger networks. 
And the time to do that is now if we haven't been doing it. Um, it's something that I wonder, you know, I know myself, I don't take enough time to do the networking and keep up with everybody the way I can and and have been able to in the past. And it's just been all sorts of issues. It's a little bit of burnout, a little bit of fatigue, but it's been very busy this year. And it's something that I personally plan to get back to. If you would like a copy of the vision exercise, or maybe you want to check out our 90-day review and planning document, email me. Again, that's rick at epicsbiz.com. Let me know what you'd like to receive, the vision exercise or the 90-day review and planning document, and we'll send it out to you complimentary. You know, there's so many other things you can do. We've built so many resources on the website, and I just want to encourage you this year to reach out if you need help, whether it's me, if it's another person out there with a different organization, but, but get yourself engaged in a community of like-minded entrepreneurs where you can bring valuable resources of your own. They can help you and together we can build this community of entrepreneurs. You know, if you'd like to be added to our free freedom series calls, we, we haven't got anything scheduled at the moment, but we'll get back into it at the beginning of the year email me and say, Rick, add me to your email list for your upcoming Freedom Series calls, and we'll send it out. It's completely free. Again, we'll have great guest speakers on there and a community of like-minded entrepreneurs. And lastly, I just encourage you, if you're thinking about something more, if you really want to invest in your business and invest in your community of entrepreneurs, email me and let me know you'd like to learn more about our 13-week virtual mastermind. This one has been incredible. Again, it came out of the need to kind of adjust the way we were doing business, but the feedback has has just been overwhelming. Uh, people wanting more, and matter of fact, I'm doing a call with a, a group that went through a similar program with us as they just wanted to reconnect with that original group, and it just lets me know that, like all of us, we need to stay connected and you know, we kind of miss that when we don't have it. So if you'd like to learn more about one of our upcoming 13-week virtual masterminds, just email me, rick at epicsbiz.com, and let me know what, what's on your mind. We'd love to hear from you. You know, we're, we're coming to the end of the show, and I know this has been a lot, and this has been unusual, but I just wanted to share with you kind of where I was in my thought process as I'm thinking about you, as I'm thinking about things like COVID fatigue, what we've been through this year um, as Americans. And I just want to wish you the very best success. And I want you to know that we are here as a resource any way that we can help. So have a great holiday. um, Spend time with your family. And remember, we're only getting started. The Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast is sponsored by Epic Business Advisory, where we help entrepreneurs escape the owner's trap build businesses that can succeed without you, allowing you the opportunity to realize more freedom, think bigger, and pursue next-level goals. Download our freedom formula at epicsbiz.com slash formula. And remember, we're only getting started.